0: all right y'all welcome back to the blessed beyond measure podcast show i'm your host ceo the source thank you once again for joining me uh today i have a special guest that's that's joining me and i'm very excited to have him here this is my relative my cousin my family my little bro um, you know what I'm saying I, I really wanted to bring him on here. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to work this out for a while and uh, you know I'm very privileged to to be able to share him with you. Um, this young gentleman right here is somebody that I am just very appreciative of and I'm, I'm very just um, grateful to to learn more and more about you know the age gap between me and him um, is it, is quite wide, but you know uh, it's just so cool to see him develop into his own person you know do the work that he's doing and just it's inspiring it's it's very motivating and uh today I have with me my cousin Adrian Aquino he is a medical professional and I'm gonna let him kind of describe to y'all what he does on a day-to-day basis and what he's doing so uh without further ado Adrian what's up my brother thank you for doing this man
1: yeah what's good what's good um like my cousin said my name is Adrian um I'd like to refer to you as Bugsy. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Bugsy's cool, right?
0: Absolutely. Right. And for, for those that don't know, Bugsy is my family name, um, you know, um, and, and, you know, by all means, if y'all want to call me Bugsy, that's all good, too. We all family over here. And uh, yeah, Adrian's my little cuzzo and, you know, just a real cool dude, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he, I think you guys are going to get a lot of great stuff today from this, this conversation. So Adrian, why don't you tell us a little bit like, yo, what it is you do in the medical industry, bro?
1: Okay, so basically, I'm a medical assistant. Um, I actually work out in the Castro District in uh, San Francisco, work heavily with the LGBT community. Uh, basically, what I do on a, day, on a day-to-day basis is I assist in any medically-related like related procedures for the doctor or whatever um, practitioners they're like, a physician assistant, nurse practitioner. Um, I take vitals. Um, I, Like I said, I assist in procedures um basically scheduling answering phone calls some medically related questions relaying communication messages between um doctors and like patients um kind of like everything in between you can think of us as like the supporting staff of like the doctors physician assistants and nurse practitioners um we're kind of like the worker ants if you can think (laughs) about that um but yeah um Basically, I will be applying to PA school, which, like I mentioned a little bit earlier before us um, recording, uh, it's a healthcare uh, professional that actually acts can act as like quote unquote doctor, but they play an independent role from a doctor or a nurse practitioner. They can prescribe medications, um, diagnose conditions and illnesses, um, and they can also perform surgical procedures, which is pretty dope. Um, they can also work in A ton of different specialties, specialties without actually needing additional school, um, which is pretty dope. Yeah, not too many people know about that. Like physician assistants can work in like any type of specialty, from like surgery, primary care, um, allergy, pediatrics, without any additional training. It's super dope. It's like a two and two two and a half year program. It's a growing field for sure, and it's super competitive right now. So I I'm like trying to get my a game before applying um i'm actually applying in a in a couple of weeks so um it's kind of a stressful process right now but i I know it's gonna pay off
0: that's amazing bro that's amazing and you know thank you for shedding light on that man because um you know prior to us actually recording this call we were talking about you wanting to be like i think it was a physical therapist or right like you wanted to you originally kind of like got into this industry based on that right because i know you work out and you're into the whole healthy lifestyle and everything like that so um what about like like how did you come across you know wanting to become a uh you know uh pursuing what you're doing
1: right now yeah so basically it, there wasn't one um like significant instance where like i had an epiphany and i was like oh i'm going to become like a physician assistant i'm going to throw on a white coat and like run around the hospital with a stuff stuff it, it was nothing like that i feel like Um, my undergraduate career was basically like filled with different um, interpersonal like experiences with different professors, different um, students, ex-girlfriends and and stuff like that, that kind of catalyzed um, like this product of me today. Uh, Basically in undergrad, I was super lost, super confused, didn't have any direction at all, was basically just taking all the like the core prerequisite science classes. And, um, during my second year, um, I kind of was leaning towards physical therapy because I had, I had started like working out, started resistance training and I, you know, did some research and, you know, a lot of the things that I was doing in the gym, like I would see like in these clinical settings, um, that physical therapists were working in, and i was like man this is this is kind of dope like i actually would like want to um, apply myself in and outside of the gym so i actually got into the kinesiology major wow. um, which is basically like exercise science um sports science and we're, we're learning everything about like human movement and how like it was essential for like um humans to be doing in order to live like a healthier like life and um like a prolonged life Um, but after I graduated, um, having worked, working in that industry of like physical therapy and rehabilitation, um, I don't want to say it felt like it fell through and I lost interest, but I started developing like a passion for like learning about not just like the muscles and skeletons, but more of like, like the human body in general, just like the different organ systems and how, um, you know, we as human beings can actually treat, patients with these like symptoms that they're experiencing. I just didn't want to be limited to, um, you know, someone who has like a torn ACL not to say that's, you know, unimportant or like diminish that type of injury, but. um, I wanted to like broaden my scope of practice and, you know, having that like lifelong mentality of, okay, medicine is constantly evolving and changing um, with our like current population Um, I felt the need to um, grow into this, like, character of a person of color, especially. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't see too many people of color as the acting um, physician or the acting, like, physician assistant. Like, there's not too many male, like, figures of color in my profession. And I think I want to, I don't even think, I know I want to make an impact for, for other people, in who are in my shoes that kind of don't know what this profession is about. And I want to shed light on uh, physician assistants like all over the United States, especially people of color, because I know I've had a difficult journey in terms of like figuring out like who I want to be and like what I want to do. And um, I think this is exactly what I was meant to do. And like, what's calling me, what keeps on calling me, despite all the stress I've (laughs) like endured and all the, all the bullshit that I've had to put up (laughs) it just something about it just keeps calling me and I just have a certain like interest in um not only just treating people like helping people but just like connecting man. like on Mm. on a human level like I I get patients like on a day-to-day basis who just like thank me for like taking the time out of the day to like like get to know them like it's not just like hi goodbye like how are you doing it's just like you might, like, I might even see, like, like, them with their favorite article of clothing on, I might comment on them. We just, like, we'll spur up a conversation about that or we'll talk about music. It doesn't even have to be medically, like, related. You know, I think even though it might not be medically related, um, having the ability to... Um, transition in between like normal talk and like medical talk is super important in the medical field just to you know humanize that person because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the medical field we're, we're using terminology and and scientific um, talk around our patients that you know they become so confused they have that limit of like 15 20 minutes with with the provider but you know after that 15 20 minutes is over they just kind of like are still lost you know being able to not necessarily like dumb it down but being able to um i communicate in a way where um they don't feel like intimidated Mm -hmm. by whoever's in the room with them or like being anxious or being scared whatever the emotions may be i think it's super important to just humanize them and being able to relate with them on a a personal and like human level
0: that's amazing bro that's like super inspiring because you know like a lot of times bro um speaking for myself, like, you know, when you're talking to doctors, like, you want to know what's going on with you, right? And sometimes, like, it's kind of hard to understand that for you to be able to have that connection, and and really kind of like, um, explain things in a way that's, you know, understandable. And, um, you know, it's not difficult to try to, to to pick up, you know, it's it's very important, bro. And it, it puts people at ease. And I think when you put people at ease, too, like you, you make them feel like they're in they're in good hands. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I think that's you know, a big, a big part of it. They gotta be able to trust their provider. They gotta be able to trust the people that are there to help them because it's it's important, bro. And you know, um, I commend you, man. That's that's dope that you make that an important part of your practice to to make that connection, to understand like where a certain person's coming from and and try to just be relatable you know because yep. i think that's that's super duper important man and you know what man i love that i love what you also said about you know wanting to do to 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 be like have more people of color in your position that's yep. fucking dope bro yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm, I'm always going to be rooting for you bro i know that you can do it i know that you can do whatever you set your mind to and um just continue to keep elevating bro and and impacting other people and you know with that being said man I mean um it's 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 a tough profession I can imagine you know um I was telling you off camera and you know those that have been following the podcast for a while know that I'm a former cancer survivor so I have had to spend a lot of time in the hospital and I've, I've come across tons of different medical professionals from doctors to nurses to everybody in the hospital and, you know, I've had some really great people that have provided that human touch as well as some people that were kind of like, you know, they they treated it like it is to them, which is a job, you know what I'm saying? And it's understandable too. And, you know, they kind of were a little rough with certain things. And you know, I shared with you off, off camera that um, I had a couple of experiences that kind of was just like, what the what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? And for you to tell me that you take that time and you, you're able to empathize with, with your patients, I tell you right now, I appreciate that so much, bro. And, you know, um, you know, I hope that you never lose that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you always keep in the, in in the forefront of why you do things. Like the the bigger reason why you do things is to help other people. And, you know, is that uh, accurate in me saying that, um, that's your biggest reason for putting up with all that
1: stress? Yeah, man. Like, honestly, let's say if, if i have a patient like upset with me in the way i i handle them like of course i'm naturally going to be like offended or like emotional about it but i think um because i've matured and grown uh, i have i've grown through that like before like many times like, of course i've i've experienced like patients who maybe um were difficult or like challenging to work with um i think just going through that experience, I'm able to just take that learning experience and just um, use that for the next patient and kind of like reset that, reset my, like my mental state and just, you know, ask myself and tell myself like why I'm actually doing this. Uh Um, Because I think uh, there's a quality about me that um, allows myself to be super patient, not only with myself, but with other people and like, just you know, try to understand them as best as possible because like people are coming to the doctor's office for a reason. They're not just coming there for fun. You know, like I have to understand that like people will be impatient. People will, you know, have like certain needs they, you know, have to have to um, have met. And I have to also understand that this is a profession where I'm giving more than I'm probably going to be receiving. And I think even though it may seem like all allied healthcare professions are um, somewhat um, like altruistic, I think there's a certain like point where um, you know you do still you, you do still have to prioritize you know your your own like mental health and your like well being. It's not just like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna become a nurse, I'm gonna become a doctor. Like people expect us to just have the ability to maintain um, a certain um, like positivity and like energy level throughout, like however long we're working there. I think people need to realize that we're like human too. And mm-hmm. I think that's something um, the pandemic has definitely emphasized um, since the beginning, since, uh, since lockdown, I think the pandemic has definitely tested like my boundaries and I'm sure a lot of healthcare professionals as well. Um, it's definitely tested, um, our passion and compassion for like patients and it's definitely helped me, um, like have perspective on, on what we can do to treat people, even though we don't have the proper amount of educational resources. Like, it's like when the pandemic happened, like all this information was evolving and unfolding still so over new. time, yeah. still very new, right? Like, I'd have patients call me for information that I didn't even know about yet. Like they were probably 10 steps ahead of me because they were in an instance like that.
0: Like, how do you, how do you navigate through that? When like, you don't quite know the answers, are you fully transparent with them and say like, to be honest with you, it's still so new and we don't know yet. Like, is that what you
1: you handle that? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately that that's sometimes what we would have to say. Like um, it may sound heartbreaking to hear your doctor's office tell you, like, hey, like, we, we honestly don't know. Um, you probably know more than us at this point. Um, but, you know, we'll, like, we'll let you know, like, if, if information unfolds and um, we learn more about th- these things. Because, like, if there are questions that us as a medical assistant or, like, supporting staff don't know, like, we will have to consult with the doctors. Like, sure. There were some, yeah, there were some questions about, like, even the vaccine that, um, you know, like, I, I personally knew, but these like side questions that like kind of dove into like different types of allergies and like different side effects where I didn't feel comfortable like talking about to, um, the patient on behalf of the doctors. Like, it was just like, these vaccines are such a new thing that like the vaccines in itself were like super controversial too, mm-hmm. a lot, um, with different like populations, especially, um, people of color. Cause I know, um, there has, there has been like a, a, like a long history of um, medical, um, like just like mistrust with like people of color and like the medical community. And it's just super unfortunate that that was our history, but um, to shed more light on that is, you know, something, you know, I'm still trying to like learn about, like to fully learn about like our nation's history between like people of color and like the medical community um but yeah in in terms of like questions that I didn't know like we were just super like transparent um just letting them know like hey like we'll get back to you when uh, we know more information and it was heartbreaking to me because like it made it almost made me think like wow like I, I really hope that you know as um as a representative of my doctor like I hope that um you know, these patients will be able to like trust us, even though I don't have this information. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very like, it was a very rocky road at the start, but I feel like since we've had access to uh, vaccinations and people have been like open to getting vaccines, um, COVID has become like much more manageable. Good. That's great to
0: hear, man. Honestly, because 2020 was a a, a rough ride for a lot of us, man, all of us, actually, because every single one, whether you got COVID or not, we all got impacted by it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like everything took a a, a halt and, you know, has taken on a shift and, you know, things, uh, you know, fast forward to where we're currently at right now, I feel like things have gotten better. Things are opening up more. Um, And, and, you know, it's, it's a good thing. You know, I think that, um, you know, we have better days to look forward to, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, something that I know about myself or, you know, something that I've kind of learned on my own is that just important, just how important it is to, to remain in the present moment, even if it's turbulent, even if it's something that, you know, you're going through that you kind of wish you could speed up. You got to kind of understand that we're not getting these days back, bro. And, you know, I was telling you off camera, bro, like, you know, cause you were describing to me just how brutal your schedule was. And, you know, to, to share with you, the audience that, um, this man right here was basically you know he's going to the gym at like three o'clock in the morning you know uh and then going to to work full time in a super high stress environment and then going to school full time you know maintaining a, a relationship with his lady and, and whatever else he had to do and and you know he kind of referred to it earlier talking about he he understands he's in a position of of having to give more than he's probably going to receive. But at the same time, like, I, I want to remind you again on camera, Adrian, bro, that you got to take care of yourself too, bro. You got to prioritize your well being because you can't give what you don't got. And, you know, um, you're a strong dude for damn sure. There's no doubt in my mind. But nobody can do that shit, bro. It's not sustainable. You can, I bet you, you can even ask doctors who've been in it for years. They've had to maintain healthy boundaries. They've had to create boundaries for themselves because, you know, it's going to jeopardize not only their lives, but like the people that love them too. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a really difficult thing to put yourself through, bro. And it's not sustainable. It's it's I just don't want to see anybody break down. And, you know, one thing I love how you described in your profession is that it's kind of transferable to a lot of different things. Have you given thought to exactly what you wanna? kind of transfer to once you're kind of all done with school and everything like that? Like, are you going to go full on for your, to get your doctor's degree or everything like that? Or what what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So once I graduate physician assistant school, like once I get in after the two and a half years that um, I go through, um, I'm super interested in actually um, going into emergency medicine. I think working in the ER would be um, being exposed to all these different things that are super urgent would make me feel quote unquote, like alive. Like I feel like, um, my clinic right now, although things have um, calmed down since, um, we talked about like my doctor leaving off camera, um, things have definitely like calmed down. But when she was back, uh, when she was actually working with us, like we would see up to like 40 patients a day. And I I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like, that sounds like a lot, bro. (laughs) Um, like checking in and uh, um, like helping patients like navigate their health like every fifteen minutes is is pretty crazy. If if you actually um, take the time and like um, empathize with me and like put yourself in my like shoes, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty crazy. It's it's not like an office job where you're you know not to hate on office jobs where you're just um, like at your desk and like on the computer and all your resources like are at the. Um, At your fingertips, essentially, mine. I was like running back and forth between rooms, um, actually using like my medical knowledge to help patients like understand like what's going on. Um, Yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's it's very stimulating, and I think so. So ER, so
0: it sounds to me, not to cut you off here real quick, but you said something real interesting that I never kind of heard uh, from a medical professional. I I don't talk to many medical professionals either, but I I never kind of even considered that, like, it makes you feel alive to be in there, like in these high pressure situations, right. Where, you know, uh, people are counting on you, people are depending on you and, and you're, you're just in such a fast paced environment. And, um, so that, that makes you feel alive, that stimulates you and that, that keeps you going too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, it, it makes me feel like, um, I'm able to use the degree that I got in, in college, like, effectively, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also makes me feel like, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, like uh, medical dramas or, like, hospital dramas where, like, like an episode can be just, like, so dramatic just because, like, the music going on. It, it almost feels like that. Like, you almost oh, feel shit. kind of, like, in their shoes, like, in, in the TV shows. Not to say that, like, my life is, like, a TV show or anything. It just... It makes you feel um, like super important, like in, and essential in in my line of yes. work. You know what I mean? And like yeah. everyone likes to feel important and essential, but I feel like I, if a if a patient needs me, like I, I'll be there. And um, you know, if the doctor needs me, I, I know how to interact with essentially everyone that, um, that kind of needs my help. And I think that's just a super important thing. That
0: yeah, that you know, that's so dope honestly that's so dope i can imagine after a crazy ass shift like the shit that you cut co- like when you come home you're probably just like what the fuck like yeah. you know what i'm saying you're kind of reviewing the day and like i'm sure you've got tons of stories in your early career already bro and you know this is one of the main reasons why i wanted to to bring you on here bro because you're it's such a fascinating career not not only fascinating but like you're making such tremendous impacts on other people's lives and you're helping in such a way that's like you're literally going out there and you're helping you know it's almost it's like it's crunch time every time you're out on the floor it's almost like looking at a basketball game and it's like the final fucking minute of the nba in a high (laughs) pressure game seven situation where you're just having to perform at your highest level every night that you're out there like everything's so serious you know what i'm saying and and i never understood that i never even thought that thought to think that that was even a a a thing like it makes you feel alive of you just like being out there and you know helping other people but that's so dope to think about man and you know um that thank you for sharing that bro because wow i'm 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 literally kind of astonished right now bro you know what i mean and uh you know that that kind of sheds more light into to why like one would continue to put up with that amount of stress, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, I know where your heart's at. Like, I know you want to help other people and that's definitely a motivating factor, but from like your perspective, that also gives you this like rush, right. Of like Mm -hmm. being out there and you get the sense of fulfillment, the sense of purpose. it's, It's driven towards your mission. It's aligned with everything that you feel like, you you refer to it as like it calls out to you even though like at times you doubt yourself because you were telling me off camera like there were times where like you were just not sure about your identity like am I on the right path am I doing the right thing but you know now I have a better kind of insight as to why you continue to put up with that shit and damn good shit bro good shit and I'm just so proud to to know you and and you know another another thing to kind of like not completely switch but like I wanted to uh, I wanted you to talk about this experience that I saw that you you had uh, on your Instagram, man. You had went out to Africa, and I yep, think yep. you mentioned uh, specifically Ghana. Um, can you talk about this experience? Explain to the folks like what you did, like you know what happened, how that came about, all that good stuff. Go ahead, man. Just just share with us. What yeah, got, yeah, yeah, man. yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, um, um, back at San Francisco State, I was actually waiting for my class to begin and. We had a representative from one of these nonprofit organizations called Global Brigades, and they basically provide medical attention and relief to underserved communities in different countries, um, such as like Ghana, Honduras, Panama, and I believe what was another one. I'm I'm forgetting the, the last country, but essentially we we would provide medical services to different. Um, to different rural communities that, you know, often didn't like have the access to medical care, Mm -hmm. like doctors, nurses, like medical assistants. Um, and we, we basically went to Africa. What was it 2019, um, June, 2019. And we were out there for maybe about like 10 to 12 days. Um, essentially our time there, we went to, where, where did we go? We went to um, a community, I can't think of a name right now, but it was up the central coast of Ghana, um, maybe about two, three hours away from the capital, which is Accra. Um, we flew into Accra. We drove two, three hours to um, a community where we would like set up our station at a local um, school that acted as you know a makeshift like hospital essentially. Um, you know, and we had representatives there that would like spread the word about, um, us coming and providing these services. And, you know, the very first day uh, we arrived at the hospital and there was just, you got like four or 500, like local community members. And it was just so crazy. Like you, you would never see like a hospital, um, here in the United States, like packed like that. It, It just, It was kind of overwhelming, like definitely culture shocking. Um, What we would normally do is we would take the bios of of the patient, take their temperature, the weight, height, um, blood pressure, um, the reason why they're visiting um, the clinic today. And yeah, basically we would um, treat these patients for whatever they needed to be seen for that day. to, to our full ability, of course, like we, we don't, we, we didn't have like all the um, resources to help every individual for their specific need. Um, but for people with like high blood pressure or people who suffer from diabetes or um, people that needed um, like simple things like reading glasses, um, we were able to support them in that way through our like donations, which included like um, like a shit ton of like medications, like eyeglasses. Um, we were even like treating little kids out there for like malaria. Wow. It, it was just, it was just so crazy. Um, another part of our trip, we actually I haven't even talked about this on my Instagram because, um, it was definitely culture shocking and emotional for me. But um, we went to a village near, um, the, it was also near the central coast, but it was like, located on a, on a beach, and um, super beautiful beach, super beautiful beach. Um, the only thing is that this community didn't have, like, like, proper installed, like, plumbing systems, so if you can imagine, like, going to a beach and just, like, smelling the smell of, like, human, like, feces, it was just, it was, like, kind of sad, you know, like, yeah. it really put in perspective of, like, how how good we have it here in the States. Um, I know everyone's situation is different, but um, when I was in Ghana, like definitely everyone I met was all, like in a worse position than some of the people out here, not to you know diminish or, exp- um, not to diminish like every- anyone else's problems out here, but um, out in that community by the beach, we actually set up three, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're called like biodigesters. Essentially they're um these big, like maybe five by five foot um tanks where we uh dug like a big hole and essentially um through the process process of like decomposing, they would basically have that um as a plumbing system for their communities. Um so they wouldn't have to like take shits at the beach anymore. You know, it, it's just, it's just such an interesting experience that, um, I can't even, I can't even compare it to anything that I've like ever like experienced before. Um, the, the only thing actually, um, I could compare it to is the Philippines. I think going to the Philippines and I didn't talk to you off camera about this, but I think going to the Philippines and, um, just witnessing it and experiencing like the poverty out there just it's definitely disheartening for sure because i remember there's this one there's this one neighborhood we went to where i saw like like naked kids like just playing in the middle of the street like looking for food and then like right across the street there was like a mercedes benz dealership i was just like super fucking confused yeah. you know that that type of disparity kind of reminded me of um what i saw like in ghana i was just that was probably the only experience i can compare it to Obviously, obviously two separate countries two separate cultures but the poverty is something that they had in common um and it just makes me feel like so grateful for you know my parents and how hard they worked to you know make it to where they're at here in the united states you know
0: that's hey man thank you for sharing that bro that's uh an amazing perspective you kind of wrapped up your your uh talk right there with because you know i think it's important to practice that appreciation and that gratitude man and you know I've, i personally it's weird man i tell people this all the time i'm like a very proud filipino dude but i've never been to the philippines but i hear all the time that it is a culture shock you want it you you need to get back there to really see what your people are going through and um you know um it's definitely a part of my plan for sure to to get out there but i'm, I'm aware you know in these star rural countries like philippines like ghana like southern america there's there's all there's places all over the world where they're suffering there's that disparity that you you outlined that you described and um it's it's crazy and you know it's uh it's very heartbreaking for sure and it, it really kind of like makes you feel almost helpless but it's also, it's also fuel to the fire to, to wanting to just be the best that you can be, like develop yourself the best way that you can so that you can make the best impact that you can. And you know, I'm gonna tie this into what you were saying earlier of how you want to see more spaces of people of color in your line of work. <clears throat> and I think that's super inspiring, bro. Anybody that gets a chance to listen to this um, and you feel like that's something that you wanna do, this man right here is going to serve as an inspiration to do that you know what i'm saying especially if you're a person of color and um you know i just think that's amazing that you put yourself in these experiences bro and and you know your 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 heart is just so big bro to to want to help other people and uh, i think that if we all had just a little bit of what you have and there's a ton of other people that that do a lot of really amazing work in this world too that that really are inspiring and that are really getting out there on the ground and, and, and doing things for the betterment of all of us. And, you know, I'm just glad that you are, you've chosen to be on that side of things. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's really, it's really, really selfless of you, bro. It's really, really difficult work. And um, I, I I'm very proud and very, I, I just encourage you to keep going, keep developing, keep developing yourself, and if you ever need motivation, man, you know talk to me, talk to those around you bro, and uh, keep shining bro, because we need it, bro, especially uh, with everything that's been going on that's being kind of circulated through all these different media outlets and shit like that. It's very easy to, to kind of feel defeated, kind of feel helpless, like that we can't do sh- we can't do shit. but there's, but I, I like to say this all the time to anybody I talk to. That just because the news shows all this crazy shit that's going on, yes, it's it's happening, but there's like tons of amazing shit that people are doing every day that does not get televised. Like you, you know what I'm saying, and other people that are out there that are on the ground doing the work, uh, doing whatever they can do to to help make the world a better place for all of us to live in. And uh, you know, it's a it's a struggle, but it's a beautiful struggle, bro. It's a it's a we're fighting a good fight for sure, and you know, um, it ain't easy, but I think as long as like people like yourself and, you know, other people that are cert- looking to do good things in this world, as we, as long as we band together, support each other, uplift each other, um, encourage each other, it's, it's only going to make it that much easier for us to continue to progress and get better. And, you know, by the time our time is said and done on this earth, we know that we left an impact. You know what I mean? We can, rest peacefully knowing that we did something to impact our immediate surroundings or whatever it is we kind of set our mind to and create these goals around. And you know what, man, like people like you, and I was sharing with you off camera as well, uh, you know, people from the younger generation, shout out to our cousin, Lorenzo, you know, um, he's, he's, uh, you know, doing a lot of great work, working with, you know, the future generation. He's a high school counselor, you know, people that are just doing great work. And, um, looking and seeking to make a a difference for all of us i just appreciate it so much and you know it's just so great to see this younger generation it makes me optimistic about you know where we can be in this in this world man you know um and and, you know i gotta be honest with you bro those that know me know that i purposely choose not to follow the news because because of the negativity that it that it really kind of Uh, just circulates all the time. I think it's important to be aware for sure. And I've always been the type that like, if it's important, like if it's super important, it'll somehow make its way into my, you know, into my phrase, so to speak. Right. And, um, you know, but I'm not actively like, oh, look look at this, look at that, you know, because what it's doing is it's jeopardizing my my mindset. And it's not really kind of, uh, it's actually hindering me more so than anything else. Um, and I, and I, I just need to kind of like be aware of like my energy and and where it's being drained at. And the news is definitely something that does that for me. And I'm not, I don't want to kind of make it seem like I'm taking a shot at the news because I clearly just said like, it's important to be informed, but I also think it's, it's important to go out there and do the work, you know, go out there. Like if it's something that that's really fucking moving, you do something about it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, don't just talk about it, be about it, do something, whether that be, you know, get out there and do, do some of the stuff that you're doing or pursue, you know, greater careers to make a difference or something that I'm choosing to do is just like continue to focus on developing my skills, bettering myself, um, elevating myself to the best version of myself that I can be in order to impact my immediate surroundings and in turn impact the greater surroundings around me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um yeah but it's, it's, you know, to each their own. And I don't want to like, you know, uh, downplay anybody that's, you know, feels a certain type of way about whatever's happening in the news. Like you're very much entitled to your emotions and and whatever you feel about it. But I would just say that be careful where your energy goes because, um, it can very much drain you. We were talking off, off camera about, you know, protecting your mental health, bro. And I asked you some of the things that you do for yourself to protect your mental health or enhance your mental health and you know maybe maybe this is a perfect opportunity to segue into that what are some of the things that you do to kind of like you know uh improve your mental health especially in your line of work where it's so taxing and so stressful what are some of the things that you do for yourself man
1: yeah man like um like we talked off um talked about off camera was just you know as simple as like, cutting your hours, if, if you know you need a mental health break, like, ask your employer, talk to HR about that. I think, um, you know, as a society, we have these pressures, especially as men, to just keep on working, having an, an extreme, like, workload um, will, like, make us, like the like, the manliest of men, so to say, and I think, you know, realizing that, you know, we do need breaks, we're human, is, like, like the best thing like anybody can do, like given, you know, given, you know, your situation, if you can take a break, I definitely am all for that. Um, Some other things I like to do personally um, is journaling. I think journaling definitely helps me um, remain like grounded, helps me just like look at how my day is and like what problems, you know, are so small in comparison to um the problems of those around me and i think being able to see that growth through like my writing um can help me progress in like so many ways mentally emotionally and even physically because like i can't i can't keep going to the gym at like 3 30 a.m if like my mind isn't right like we, like we were talking about um like sleep is super essential these days um, especially with all the stress going on in the world and, um, things that you hear in the news, the things that you choose to hear and see, um, I think stress, um, definitely plays a big factor in, you know, how, how healthy we are just in general. Um, but if we're able to get that like essential amount of sleep, depending on like our different lifestyles, I think, um, that will help like especially with our mental health too um how many many hours of sleep do you try to get um per night you said about like for me
0: yeah for me personally man and uh you know i I try to get seven and seven to nine you know um lately it's been more about five or six um yeah i was mentioning to you before we started recording this podcast um you know a lot of the things i've learned about sleep health and like you know why it's important and how it affects your everyday output and you know, um, and I, you know, I was uh I'm not sure if I had shared with you some of the tips on how you can get better sleep and everything like that, of some of the things that I've learned from sleep professionals and everything like that. But um it's something that I am currently trying to get back in order because you know, with this pandemic and 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 kind of you know being in shelter in place, my whole schedule has just been really up and down lately. And um, but I understand not only the importance of like getting quality sleep, but also the benefits that you can really kind of experience when you buckle down on your sleep schedule. It's pretty much like, you know, like some of the same reasons why you would eat healthy foods. You know what I'm saying? You, if you want your body to perform at a high level, at an optimum level, you know, it all goes hand in hand from eating properly to um, hydrating yourself properly sleeping properly, working on your mental health, you know, eliminating toxins and pollutants from your body, um, all these different things, you know what I'm saying? You look at some of the highest performers, man, I like, and I, you know, um, I'm not sure if many people in the audience knows, but um, prior to the pandemic kind of shutting everything down, I was working for the Golden State Warriors, and I I did get a chance to speak to a lot of the trainers and a lot of the people um, in the industry, and I did find out that You know, uh, some of the newest sciences have shown that sleep is super important. And for the Golden State Warriors, bro, I I didn't mention this to you, but they, as part of their facilities, they have this whole wing of their facilities where they have sleep pods. You know what I'm saying? no way. Yeah, I think they were brought in from Japan, if I'm not mistaken. They're actual, like, sleep pods, and they monitor your sleep and, like, if you're just tired and you need to, like, take a nap, like, they're available and and ready for the players to sleep in, and, you know, they also have, like, lounge areas and all that shit like that, but these are, like, more designed to get, like, that, like, like, it cuts off the sound, it it provides, like, a, like, a good place for them to, like, just really kind of just recharge their bodies, and, you know, it's, it's been shown and proven that, like, it really has a, a direct impact on their, on their physical output, bro, you know what I'm saying, like, these yeah. are some of the highest performers out there, man. And, you know, it, it's being really revealed to them that like, it's important as a part of their process, as a part of their kind of like uh their healing process after they are uh, the recovery process, after like, they put themselves through strenu- strenuous activities because they're constantly putting their bodies through crazy shit. They need to fucking recover properly as part of, you know, it's not just eating and drinking. It's it's about making sure that you're getting the proper rest too. You know what I'm saying? So you know, with all that being said, I, th- I think that it's coming to light just how important it is to get that that proper sleep. And it's something that I've been really focusing on a lot too. And we did talk about uh, off camera. Like I know that you work in a very high stress um, situation, but I want you to prioritize making sure that you're getting, you know, the proper amount of sleep. I- I'd encourage you if you haven't already done so to kind of, you know, search, uh, the information as it relates to your body, you know, your body type and everything like that, uh, as far as recommendations of, of how much sleep you should be getting. Uh, I would assume, because um, you're a tall dude, um, I think you're, you're probably as tall as me, maybe taller than me. Um, you probably, I think it would be in your best interest to get anywhere from seven to nine hours of quality sleep. And they recommend, you know, trying to sleep. Uh, if you can't sleep at the same time every single night it's recommended to at least wake up at the same time every single day whether that be 6am <laughs> 7am whatever whatever time that works for you and through that like practice you can develop a really great sleep routine and eventually you know you'll 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 start to see the benefits you can even look on your iphone nowadays or on your smartphones and these smartphones will offer different apps these different even even that's already like already on the iphone you can you can basically set it to remind you to kind of like start winding down like an hour before you go to bed you know um try, try to get off the blue light to give your eyes a little bit of time to just like power down and relax give your mind a chance to just like come down before you go to bed that will increase your um you know, your possibility of getting like that deep REM sleep, that quality sleep that you're looking for. And, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about it and I just understand the importance of it. Uh, Now I'm just really trying to get it back into practice. You know what I'm saying? I just like, I've been to, I've been through these situations before where you, you know, I've I've exerted my body so much and, and I've broken down and it's just not sustainable, bro. And I don't want to see it. I don't want it to happen to anybody else. And especially to any of my loved ones, man. And you know, and, and I was telling you off camera again, you really can't help anybody. If you're not helping yourself first, bro, the best ability is availability, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you're not at your best, you're not going to be able to give your best, you know what I'm saying? So make sure that you are prioritizing yourself first and foremost, and I guarantee you, you're going to be able to make a, a, a greater impact. And, you know, um, I do not want to deter you whatsoever from what you're doing because I understand that high pressure situations, um, does bring out the best in certain people for sure and you very much seem like that personality type (laughs) you know what I'm saying and if that works for you then so be it but I would also just uh let this conversation serve as a reminder for you to just like make sure that you take care of yourself make sure you're listening to your body because I think you did share with me that you were reaching kind of like a breaking point right where you you, uh, especially in the beginning of the pandemic right would you care to share a little bit about that
1: yeah Yeah. definitely um as you know like lockdown happened in, in March, like beginning of March, mid-March. Um, can't remember exactly when it was, but um, the gym was definitely a big part of my daily routine and like, like my personality. I, I just love working out. I love staying active and moving and utilizing the gym um, to make um, physical gains and like mental health gains as well. Um, once everything locked down, it just I kind of almost didn't know what to do. I felt kind of like lost, essentially. Um, um, Going back uh, to March, um, I didn't have a place to work out. I was opting, you know, not to work out, which, you know, in the long term kind of affected affected me uh, mentally. Um, I became accustomed to just skipping workouts, skipping runs, skipping, like even simple things like stretching, you know, I which I think is still super important to this day. Um, mm. Thankfully, um, gyms are back open and I'm able to go to them again. But I think when the lockdown initially happened, I kind of like lost that passion to work out. And then over time, I kind of realized that, um, you know, my body isn't just, um, a tool for me to get things done. It's actually like a temple where like, I need to, you know, prioritize my, my health and my, my being. Like you keep saying and reiterating throughout this podcast is, you know, you know, the best ability is availability. And if you're not able to prioritize your health, like there, there's no point in, you know, helping other people. Well, th- there's not, not to say that, but like, you won't be, um,
0: at your you won't best. be at that top, at your best,
1: top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, essentially. Yeah. My, 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 mental health definitely took a hard hit during the pandemic. Um, still kind of working on it as well right now. Um, things are getting better, which I'm like super like looking forward to. Like I just came back from, um, SoCal and, you know, <laughs> with, with experiencing things down there, it, it almost makes me like super optimistic for like what summer might look like. So (laughs) I cross my fingers, like if, you know, our number, our COVID numbers can go um, even lower, that would be great. But um, I think we still have to play this one out like safely.
0: And I'm curious, bro. Uh, Maybe you can shine some light on this, bro. And, um, you know, I I heard so much about it. Like when I, I got to tell, okay, before I even uh, pose this question, I want to kind of like illustrate that. I, um, you know, th- I was very much paying attention to the news early on in the pandemic, especially when we had fucking Donald Trump as our president, bro. So because you just never knew what this the fuck this idiot was going to say and how much it was going to jeopardize our society and everything like that. So I, I felt like it was a very pivotal time for me to be aware and and, and know what exactly was going on. That way I could kind of, you know. You know, help people fight the good fight in terms of you know, misinformation and and things like that because you know that the fake news shit was really prevalent during his time he was really fucking spewing a lot of crazy shit so you know i only say that to say that um during that time when i was paying attention to the news i kept hearing a lot about herd immunity herd immunity like especially when we get like a certain number of like people vaccinated and everything like that like um, I'm curious where we stand with that, and you know, like, um, like, like, is that is that something that's uh, helping the numbers go down right now because of like more people getting vaccinated, or how's that how's that work?
1: Yeah, so essentially herd immunity um, is 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 basically like let's say a certain population, uh, a percentage of the population gets vaccinated, um, the the virus won't be allowed, or not not allowed, but it won't be able to spread as easily amongst other people, let's say, I think the golden number is around like 70, 80, 85%. If 85% of um, the U.S. population gets vaccinated, um, essentially we can eradicate the virus and the disease. Um, right now it's it's not looking like that for the United States. There are a good amount of people vaccinated, I'm not too sure about the percentage, but, um, I did see on headlines that I was reading recently that, um, you know, herd immunity might not be possible, but the amount with the amount of people vaccinated in the United States right now, I mean, we're able to manage it pretty well. Um, but yeah, man, um, I think a post COVID world is definitely, um, for in the foreseeable future, but it's also at a point where it's almost like too soon to say um, like where we stand, uh, where we could stand with it, like six, eight months down the road. Um, Like, I'm kind of curious to see what the, what the numbers will look like this summer. Cause I mean, just like two, maybe a week and a half ago, the CDC said that some States um, can have, they don't actually need masks to like go out anymore, like fully vaccinated people. Um, but I, I know it's going to vary from state to state, but I mean, as as society, I think we all like want to hear that. Nobody wants, like, we're not allowed to wear masks. Like we don't need to wear masks anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, that's interesting, that's, man, because like, it's like super early in the game, bro. Like all of a sudden, you know, the mask mandate was lifted. So it's, I mean, let's, let's, let's keep it real, bro. I mean, you know, this, uh, as as dangerous as COVID is, bro, it's uh it's been heavily politicized and weaponized, and you know it's these politicians um, have definitely kind of taken this crisis and, and used it to their advantage in a lot of ways, bro. And you know, I, I I to be honest with you, this is one of the more kind of in-depth conversations that I've had about COVID because, like I told you offline, I'm very much um, just tr- trying. I'm not really like I've given up trying to make sense out of it because it's just so much, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just so many different variables, different things, moving parts to it. And I, I feel like if I immerse myself too much, I can overly kind of exert, I can exhaust myself with that shit, bro. Yeah. And you got to protect your energy, right? Like I've been stressing out like this whole time. That's just the type of person I am. I, I'm very aware of how important my energy is. And if my energy's thrown off or affected or impacted by some outside sources, outside forces, then I'm not going to be able to be at my best self and be able to, you know, s- stay true to my goals and, and, and create my visions for my own life. And, you know um, you know, it's, it, you know, with that being said, I just feel like, you know, everything's been politic heavily politicized. Um, it, it's now become something that's been like so sensitive to people that, and, and there's, there's two sides, completely side, two completely different sides of the pers- spectrum. You know what I mean? Like I'm somewhere in the middle of this whole thing, to be honest with you, because like, I'm just like, again, I told you before, I'm just trying to make good decisions, just trying to, you know, uh, but at the same time still live my life. And it's yeah. just kind of like one of those things, bro, where it's so jumbled up and I'm just waiting for everything to kind of just like, for like the dust to settle and to take what you said, like, like, I'm curious to, to see what the whole post-COVID world is going to be like too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm very optimistic. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe that's just my personality by nature, but I think that we are going to get this thing back to a place where, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to see like a new normal. If I had to make like some sort of prediction about what's going to happen, bro, I would say that like, honestly, COVID's just going to be around forever. It's going to be kind of like the flu where, you know, we're you know, people are going to get it. You got to treat it and, you know we're probably going to deal with some sort of variation about it you know with with it going on like it's going to continue to kind of evolve but i think we're also going to evolve because our bodies are our human bodies are that magnificent that we're going to be able to kind of like you know um develop immunities develop certain Mm -hmm. protective type of um I I don't even know the words to use, but you know what I'm talking about? Like our bodies bodies are adaptable to a point where like super resilient. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to be held down by this forever. And, you know, I I really want like I really want like people to understand that, too, because like fear is also one of the biggest things that's going to like hamper us all. That's going to be the biggest type of thing that that just keeps us pinned down. And we only got one life to live. Be smart out there, live your life, but don't let fucking fear dictate your life either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. And um, it, go
1: ahead. I was gonna say, it, it's super easy to just get caught up in all the, the negative news that you hear on the news, the, the, the numbers, the cases, the deaths. Like, it's super easy to just fall into that spiral and just, you know, um, have that continuously like fear monger you mm-hmm. um, to a point where like, you lose touch of like your goals, your identity, like your daily routine, which in my, in my case, like that has done that for me. Like I, I'm pretty like anxious when it comes to like public health crises like these. And like, I think over time, as I, um, sorry, educating myself and becoming more, um, yeah, just educated about the whole ordeal that, um, I start to make smart decisions. I start to, you know, just live life, quote unquote, like responsibly according to like, what, whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say like, I'm scared of like catching it. It's just more of like, I'm scared of like catching it and then like possibly like harming someone else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'll I'll catch it. I don't know if I'll pass it. Like, it's just so crazy um, how it can be asymptomatic. You can be asymptomatic and like pass it. Like, I wouldn't want anyone, you know, getting sick just because, like, I chose not to um, do something or I chose not to, like, wear a mask. Not to say, like, I don't know. I just want people to make educated um, decisions for their life and, you know, go based off of that. I'm not here to, like, enforce anything. I just want everyone to, like, live their life the way they want to live, but in a way where, you know, we can all coexist and um, live healthy lives. Totally. Um, You know what I mean? But I think you're right. Like it's super easy to just get caught up in all the fear and you know um, get just lose touch of yourself.
0: Yeah, it's it's right now, bro. Like, like earlier on in the beginning of things, it was like damn near impossible to see like a light at the end of this tunnel. Like I had no idea where the fuck this thing was going. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you you were referring to it earlier. Like earlier in March when it was starting to really just like become like big news that this thing was out there like we didn't know what the fuck was going on you guys were getting yeah. like super overwhelmed and you know um people were coming to you looking for answers and um you were saying that you know there were moments where you just had to let them know like honestly this thing is so new we we just don't know what what to really expect and you know it's, and then you throw in the whole you know variable of of you know this president just you know telling everybody that, oh, this thing's just going to go away. All these different things were, like, going out there. So, you know, I think for me, like, the one of the smartest things I was able to do for myself was just to realize, like, all right, I got to kind of, like, detach from this shit because it's, like, it's really, it's really fucking affecting my perspective on things. You know what I'm saying? And at a certain point, you just got to, I think, make a decision on your own are you going to continue to like, like let that dictate how you're supposed to live your life? Or are you going to, you know, try to just like live your life, but still make smart decisions and still mm-hmm. get a good experience out of life. And now fast forward to to now late May in 2021, you know, we got the mask mandate lifted, you know, people are traveling. Um, we got sports events going on. We got different things happening, people, you know, indoor, indoor stuff starting to open up again and life is really starting to be lived again, bro. And I'm really excited about that. So I think now is the perfect time for people to kind of just like start to, um, start to just like reopen their minds to, to a a post COVID world. Not to say it's still, it's not still dangerous out there or anything like that, but you know, I want people to just really like, and I'm not a medical professional. I'm just sharing my perspective, bro. I just don't want people to be, like, hindered, bro, and let that fear-mongering control their life, bro, because, you know, that the, the news has a tendency to do that, bro. And um, yep. if you're not careful, you could just be it, – it'll paralyze you. You know what yep, I'm saying? Yep. And you end up not living your life and not being able to experience your life in, in a way that, like, is is ideal for, for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's um, it's just a really interesting time, bro. And I think that, like, I can't predict the future. I really can't. All I can do is kind of, like, live in the now and just try to make wise decisions. But I like to be optimistic about things. I think that, especially after talking to you about, like, how you guys are able to manage things a lot more, the, the numbers are significantly dropping, Um, you guys have gotten a better grip on, like, you know, what it is exactly we're dealing with and shit like that. And, yep. you know, I, I referred to it earlier that there is now a light at the end of this tunnel, bro. I also still feel like it's still going to be something that we're going to have to kind of just accept as part of our everyday life. There's always going to be that risk of getting COVID. Even if like, even if you have the vaccine, there's cases of people that got the vaccine and they're still getting COVID. So it's just like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's almost like, at the, like at the same time, I don't want to get COVID, but I don't want to get the fucking flu either. I don't want to get a cold. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. just going to eventually turn into one of those things where it's just like, the risk is out there if you get it i think that like as we continue to develop and evolve and we kind of adapt to this whole thing that's going on our bodies are just going to naturally become you know uh adapted to to the situation it's going to help our kind of um immunity towards it right and i think you know i i just want to be continue to be optimistic about this whole thing bro and you know you shed a lot of light in regards to this shit bro and it's been dope and i just oh hell appreciate you and all the medical professionals for exposing yourself on a day-to-day basis you know what i'm saying because that's got to yeah. be fucking grueling it's got to be fucking yeah, mad bro it's crazy yeah i
1: mean i mean i i hear people who are not in the like healthcare profession of uh, healthcare field and i hear their experiences with covid but if you hear the experiences of people who are in the healthcare field um totally different perspective like I know there's some people who aren't in the healthcare field that kind of like think lightly of COVID. You know, like I I used to think very lightly of COVID too. Um, I kind of still do, but I think it's going to vary on a case by case basis. Right. Just because like everyone has a different experience with it. Of course. Like like for me, for example, I don't know anybody in my proximate like circle that has um, that had. Covid or has Covid, but um, I know I know a friend of a friend that like had Covid and like they died. You know, it's just it's just so crazy. Like um, I've had a couple patients get it. I've had um, a couple patients die. Like it, it really just will vary on your experience For sure. and what you choose to do with that um, that emotional experience. For sure,
0: and you you know what, bro? To add to what you're saying, bro, I think it's an, it's very important to. Have dialogue around this especially because it's it's so new and like dude even like the the top professionals don't still don't know what the fuck we're dealing with so you know like, i wouldn't i wouldn't even rush to conclusions and and say that this this uh source of information is more trustworthy than this or this and that you yeah. know what i'm saying i would just try to like you know again try to make good decisions like if i see somebody fucking sick like that's that's visibly sick I'm going to probably opt to keep my fucking distance from this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with that being said, like, I I mean, I know that like this thing is asymptomatic too, but like, dude, we are human beings. We're social fucking creatures. Like we are meant to be, you know, around each other, especially us like in our Filipino community, we're family bro. (laughs) Like, like I haven't like for like the longest time until my grandma got like vaccinated, I haven't been able to hug her, bro. And now I'm saying, and I was actually,
1: my bad I was actually thinking about this the other day like I was literally thinking about how much damage is actually doing from not like physically being around each other right it, it's probably like I don't know like like you said like you're in the middle about it I'm kind of in, in the middle about it too but I also have these experiences where it kind of drives me to think more strongly about um a certain side but at the same time like of course it, it, it's really tricky to navigate, man. It, like I said, it's, it's going to change on a, on a day-to-day basis. And, that, and that's why, that's evolving. why it's
0: important to just have dialogue around it, bro. Because like, I think it's, it's, it's honestly, it's just going to be a permanent fixture in our society going forward, bro. Whether we, you know, whether we get everybody vaccinated or not, or we, uh, you know, getting herd immunity, like, like yeah. this is a, a pandemic that we've gone through. It's not like we're just going to like up and forget about it. Like a year from now, this is going to be yeah, something no. where we're still going to have cases you know, and I think it's just going to be something where um, we just have to be smart about things, bro. And and we have to continue to have dialogue about it, bro. And, you know, and like, I like what you said, bro, like, I think it's going to be very much a case to case basis, because, you know, there's extreme cases, of course, and there's like less, there's milder cases, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I think that's the same with every disease. That's the same with every type of type of uh, virus, right? Like, there's like, Mm -hmm. really fucking bad flus. And then, you know there's like the common cold right you know what i'm saying so it's like we're gonna kind of we're kind of gonna we're gonna kind of have to accept it as a part of like it's just gonna be like a new a new virus bro whether we kind of do that or not it's just gonna be something that is going to be a permanent type of thing that we deal with on a day-to-day basis and that doesn't mean that we can't get back out there and live life bro and and you know be social like we once were you know what i'm saying i think that like a lot of people like to say that we're going to we're going to like get back to normal at some point but i don't think things are ever going to be normal bro we're going to be we're arriving at a new normal bro things have yep. shifted drastically to a point where normal is not the same as it once was bro the definition is going to be completely different when it comes to being normal you know what i'm saying and you know um i saw a lot of posts circulating on social media like when the mask mandate was lifted of people like you know just trying to like spread information about you know don't fucking poke fun at anybody that, who, who chooses to continue to wear a mask like dude and there are there are going to be insensitive fucking idiots out there that are going to poke fun at people that like oh you wearing a mask They're like bro, fuck you like like dude yeah. like, like get out of people's business like you know like so i'm going to continue to keep st- still wearing a mask bro you know what i'm saying and you know, just for record's sake, I'm still not vaccinated where I stand with it, just so that you're completely clear. And anybody that continues to ask me where I stand with it, I am not an anti-vaxxer whatsoever. I'm just waiting for this thing to get a little bit more under control. I want like, I want that shit to be fucking A1 by the time I get it. I don't want no type of fucking <laughs> complications with my shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm a wait. Yep, yep. And, then, and then I also want the people that need it the most to get it first. You know, like, because, uh, and I'm not saying that I'm not susceptible to catching it, but I I do my very best to try to keep myself in tip-top shape, you know, uh, like I told you clearly plenty of times throughout this conversation, I try to make good decisions. If I see somebody fucking sick, I'm not going to fucking be around this fucker, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm very respectful, I'm very respectful of people's boundaries and people's beliefs, and I just ask that people be respectful of my shit too, you know what I'm saying? Like, the thing that, that that bugs me about this shit is it's like, you know, people are just like, they're trying to force their certain opinions about this shit on you and make you feel a certain type of way. And I'm just like, yo, it doesn't even need to get to that point, you know, where it becomes personal. And I get it, though. You know, fortunately for me, I'm the type of person that has trained myself very diligently on how to not take things personal. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an ongoing process of, of how not to take things personal. And I understand where people are coming from and, you know, why they would say certain things or do certain things or make me try to feel a certain type of way. But at the same time, you know, I'm just, I'm doing what feels right to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm following my intuition. I'm um, just trying to continue to live my life and and stick to my beliefs and at the same time, be open-minded to my beliefs changing. And, um, you know, I'm just really, really just trying to um, still still make an impact on, you know, my time on this earth while I'm here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is a weird time that we're living in. I think it's still so, like, there's so many unknowns to it, even till this day, even though we've been in this pandemic for over a year now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I like where things are going, especially how you've kind of, like, um shine light that things are are starting to get better you know it's clear it's clear as day that things are starting to get better bro like you know things are opening up and you know um things are kind of uh returning to some sort of normalcy right and um yeah you know it just it just like it pours more into my optimism that things are going to get better and better and better and you know i know that with working professionals like yourself bro that are, that are getting a tighter grip on this whole thing it's just going to make it better for all of us bro so you know it's this a uh, weird time bro weird time for sure bro
1: <laughs> yeah man um i want to ask you what, what are your thoughts on all these um these asian hate crimes going on i, I know oh, we didn't talk about that uh, yeah off camera but like i feel i feel very like traumatized by all the things just you know going on up. Even, even at home like even like in the bay area it's just crazy
0: yeah. and it's it's fucked up bro because so peep this out bro and i don't want to the last thing i ever want to do is is come off as insensitive but uh my thing is like again i'm aware of all the fucking crazy shit that goes on out there it somehow makes it it somehow makes it to my attention you know when this crazy shit especially when it's close to home like the bay area like you just mentioned <laughs> Um, I'm just, I'm just a type that really, really tries to focus in on, you know, what I can do, you know what I'm saying? For myself to make myself a better person. And I don't like to give life to, to none of that shit. Now, with that being said, that doesn't mean that I'm again, not aware of what's going on out there. And every time I saw something that was being posted or shared with me, I was like, fuck this shit, bro. And what I noticed, what I noticed when I kept seeing that shit, bro it it drug me down dude it dragged me down to this place where like i'm like i started to have like this like this boiling hate towards like these low-life fucking people bro but God. like i'm i'm a i'm a natural empath bro so like i naturally even with the the fucking worst person bro i i'm able to kind of put myself in that person's position because i'm very aware and i'm and before i say anything else I am not justifying any type of behavior because I'm absolutely against any wrongdoing. I'm absolutely against any type of fucking abuse and all that shit. I just have this innate ability through being a, a natural empath to understand why people, why somebody would do something as heinous as, as taking advantage of an older Asian person or, and, and fucking doing some abusive ass shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I, have you ever heard the, the saying that um hurt people hurt people
1: Yep. yep. you
0: know and and yeah when you know that like like i saw videos of like i think the first video that i saw was like this dude they were crossing paths like this it was a it was like an angry looking uh dude and an older asian dude and then the dude just like let off on him and i was just like i was so appalled at that and I was just like, what the fuck? And I I could not watch that more than one time. And I was just like, and then I think that's what really kind of spurned the whole, not spurned, but like really kind of like shed more light on like the Asian violence. And if I had to point to a reason why this is happening, <laughs> it's because of fucking Donald Trump, bro. He He made the Asian community, he depicted us as the enemies. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, he, he kept saying China virus, China virus, all this stuff. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast with uh, a Joe Rogan podcast with this dude, uh, with his, I forget his, his name, but he's a really popular dude. Um, He's an artist, real cool dude. Um, Fuck. I forget his name. Real funny dude too. And he was talking about his insecurities about, and, and some of the experiences that he's had, excuse me, some of the insecurities that he's had, uh, you know, with, and 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 experiences that he's had when it related to people verbally abusing him, threatening him and saying all sorts of shit, bro. And what that da- what that did to his psyche and, you know, um, and his level of security, you know what I'm saying? And then like you fast forward to where we were just currently at and what we're currently kind of experiencing still. Um The violence it's just so crazy bro um and to be honest with you bro this is again one of the more detailed discussions that i've had about this shit because i had to i had to again i don't want to sound insensitive but i had to make a choice like do i want to continue to breathe life into this shit or do i want to continue to focus and redirect the energy back into myself to kind of like you know to kind of just elevate myself in order to like to pour more into my cup that way i can help other people does that if that makes sense bro like yeah definitely you know what i'm saying because like i can't be superman to everybody bro i can't solve all the world's problems but what i can do is i can i can i can fix my problems first and when i fix my problems and i learn how to fix my own problems i can then teach other people to do that i can help other people do that i can be relatable to other people and when you're able to do that and you know, so one might listen to what I'm saying right now and say, oh, but what does that mean for like people that are victimized and, you know, people that are in those experiences. And my rebuttal to that would be, you know, bro, like, like I can't be on the streets every fucking day trying to protect people. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like as much as my heart goes out to people like that, I can't do that shit. And you know, the people that are going to circulate the information about it, like I applaud them and, you know, I encourage them to do that. Keep doing that. That's that's fine. But at the same time, like try not to get so caught up in the rapture of, the, of, of all that shit, because what it's going to do is it's going to like for me, at least it's going to drain you. It's going to it's going to affect my energy. It's going to make me feel negative towards like just the outlook on on where we stand as a society. It's going to make me feel like pessimistic. And it's gonna make, it's gonna drain my motivation, bro. And I'm not going to be able to continue to develop myself in order to help other people. You know what I'm saying? I can't lend my sympathy towards every single fucking thing because my bandwidth is limited. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, and, yeah. And if you're if I'm, if I'm doing that, and again, to each their own, if that's like what, what one chooses to do, I can't change that either but I'm only speaking for myself from my perspective. And I find that when I'm solving and finding ways to solve my own problems and put myself in a better position to help other people, that's how I'm making much more of an impact. You get what I'm saying? I'm inspiring more people. I'm, you know, giving off better energy. And at the same time, I'm not breathing life into that shit because you know, one way or another, like if we're, if we're continuing to, you know shine light on that shit it's just gonna it's just gonna give it more energy so you know and it's gonna happen regardless if i do it or not so i'm like i had to kind of make that conscious choice for myself to be like okay people already got their eyes on it i'm gonna continue to do what i gotta do for myself in order to kind of just like you know uplift myself in order to uplift other people if that makes sense yeah. bro Did yeah, that yeah. make sense? To
1: yeah you? hell yeah man oh yeah i think um Pretty much I've been doing the same thing, Not probably not um, to the extent of that, but um, definitely choosing not to see, um, continuously seeing, like, what I'm seeing on social media. Like, ever since I saw the very first, um, <laughs> like, Asian hate crime um, that went viral, I just was... I was, like, furious, you know what I mean? Like, I just, Probably. I almost, like, wanted to go out on the street and just, like, not hurt anybody, but just, like, watch out for other people, you know what I mean? Like, especially our um, Filipino community, um, we've definitely been victims um, due to, you know, the rising Asian hate crimes, and it, it also, like, makes me feel like, um, like I need to be more careful around, um, you know, when I'm with my parents or, like, with my friends, you know what I mean? Sure. And get like understanding and hearing your perspective on it makes me feel more inspired to choose to like, just not shed the light on all the negativity and just um, continuously just push out what, whatever I have to like offer other people. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, man, like some days, like I'll see these things on social media going viral and you know, like I just have to choose not to, you know, dive into it and like comment or like share it with friends. I just have to make sure that I'm aware of what's going on, not be like totally ignorant and um, just basically just, you know, educate myself and know that, you know, there are other ways of dealing with this traumatic video that I just witnessed. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, we talked about, it's, it's always going to vary on a case to case basis. Um, everyone is going to be different and the way we choose to um, go about those is ultimately up to us. Um, and I, I really, I really um, admire your um, drive to, you know, remain positive about everything that's going on right now. Honestly, like, it's, uh, it's pretty inspiring. Like, I think this interaction between us right now, um, this reported interaction is just um, definitely pushing me forward to um, spread more light on the things that actually need our attention. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's awesome, man. Thank
0: you for that, bro. I appreciate it, man. You know, it's a, it's a process for sure. And you're, you're at an individual point in your journey, bro. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to to, you know, help in any way possible, man, I'm always here for you, bro. And, you know, I think you said something really important, bro. Um, you know, just just choosing to kind of like, you know, like that same energy that we're kind of like that infuriates us choose to redirect that on things that like we can actually do you know what i'm saying like and i think that like when we do that like we can have a greater impact like i like again i am fully aware that there's suffering there's pain there's hurt there's trauma there's all sorts of negative shit going on out there but i'm also fully aware that there's amazing work being done every single second of every single hour bro you know i'm saying by people that are not getting that attention and you know i i more so have making the choice have made the choice to stand on that side of things you know what i'm saying and again that doesn't like i like i clearly i clearly preface everything by saying i don't want to be insensitive i'm aware of all the stuff that's going on but in order for me to be continue to be optimistic continue to be positive continue to have hope because I, these are things, these are things that you need to cultivate, bro. Like these aren't just natural things, you know what I'm saying? In order to, in order to kind of attract that energy and to, and to make that energy a brighter energy, you've got to, you've got to put in work and you've got to set boundaries and barriers as to what enters your fray, bro. And I'm very well aware of how emotional I can get. Just like you said, when I first saw that, that first, um, viral video of, of Asian crime, I was appalled, bro. I was like, what the fuck? And then it was just one yep. after another, one after another. And it was getting closer and closer to home. And I just, I, I like, through my own self-awareness, I recognized what that was doing to my energy and what that was doing to my whole outlook. It was it was like making me feel like the world is going to shit. Like, it made me feel fucking helpless. It made me feel fucking, uh, you know, it made me fear all these different things, you know, and it made me even self-doubt, like, am I even on the right fucking path? And, you know, I had to break free past all that shit, bro. I had to protect myself from those things. Through that protection doesn't mean that I'm still not aware, but it's more of any, more than anything, it's a, it's more of a driving force for me to continue to, to pursue what I need to pursue, to develop myself, to evolve as a human being, and to cultivate these traits, like I just clearly stated to you, you know, that hope, that optimism, that faith, that, um, that love, that positivity, that light, trying to be a beacon of light, you know what I'm saying? Rather than, you know, uh, give, give, give that energy to the, to that, to that darkness, to that bad energy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, um, you know, it, it, it's just something that, that drives me every day, bro. I, there's a lot of things that that go through my mind that I sort out and, you know, self-doubt creeps in for sure. A lot of times. And, um, I'm, I I just try to remain a student, bro. I I try not to say I know anything, bro. Like if you know (laughs) a wise man, you know, a wise man knows that like, he knows nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. it's just like, bro, like as much education and and, and things you learn on a day-to-day basis, you're never going to know everything, bro. And that's not a bad thing. That's more of like, to me, that's a very exciting thing to just know that like, you can learn so much every single day, bro. And the more you continue to immerse yourself in things that matter to you, you know, educate yourself. Like you continue to do so, bro. Like you're going to leave the longest lasting impact far after you're gone from this earth, bro. You know, through the work that you've done through, you know, your kids, if you're blessed enough to, you know, get to that point, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a, when you make these like conscious choices and these conscious decisions, you take more control of your life. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you recognize your purpose and you recognize what your mission is and you, you're more cognizant of, you know, what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're not, and and you're not going to get like thrown off your course. You're not going to be as easily thrown off. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that's not to say that it's not, it's, 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 it's going to be all fucking easy. And like, that's going to make things like, all peachy for you, but because dude, you know, if, if things were easy, bro, you know, everybody would do it, bro. You're going, you're going on the path of like more resistance, you know what I'm saying? But that's going yeah. to bring about more more rewards and benefits for you and more fulfillment for you, bro. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's just dope. And uh, you know, to, to to bring it back to this like Asian hate shit, bro, like, you know, I I uh, to 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 kind of like go back to that man like i i have i am very aware well aware of it i always make sure that, to tell my grandma and you know my gr- my brother to to just like you know remain vigilant you know what i'm saying be, and and just be aware of the energy that's around you because energy you can feel energy bro you can feel when somebody's like kind of like fucked up you know they're going through yeah. something, so be aware and kind of keep your distance if you need to you know what i'm saying but um you know it's 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 just really really fucking it it really hurts my heart to see that shit and you know two wrongs don't make a right for sure bro like i understand hurt people hurt people and i said that earlier like you know like the reason why they do it doesn't justify you know that it should have been done but this this brings me to a whole another subject which is why like mental health is so extremely fucking important bro there needs to be more dialogue on shit instead of like you know uh castrating somebody and just like banning somebody we 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 have the tendency to cancel shit out without fully understanding and when we do that separation becomes even bigger you know we need to find ways to have this is just my estimation i don't want to ever claim to 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 know to to think i know any no more than one other person bro but in my opinion like we need to be able to talk about things we need to have be able to have conversations. We need to create more environments that allow conversations so that we can understand one another. We can uh, create more resources for people to be able to go to when they're going through certain things so that they can express themselves rather than hold it in and and, 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 and explode at any given time. And you see all these, you know, really crazy things happen, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, again, like you said, everything's like on a case to case basis. So, you know, I'm not speaking for one case in general. I'm speaking more about, you know, what we can do to to kind of help the future. You know what I'm saying? Offer more resources, create more dialogue, you know, have more conversations, be more open to, to these conversations and, and what we can do to work with each other instead of like, you know, be like, oh, this motherfucker's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's where the divide comes in, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like we're supposed to be the United States of America. It hasn't felt united for like the longest time, like probably ever, bro. But now, like, I feel like the divides widen so much, even more so than I've ever known, bro. And um, but you know, I I I still remain optimistic about things because of your generation, you know what I'm saying? And the generation after you, because there's a lot of people that are, you know, we live in a in a world where information is accessible to a lot more people and you know, you a lot more people are more aware. A lot more people are, um, you know, a lot more empathetic. And you know, trust me, as I've continued to develop myself, I've, I've learned more about communities that are, you know, that encourage and uplift each other to continue to cultivate um, awareness and empathy towards other people. And by doing that, if we had more of that in the world, I feel like. Through time, things will get better because something that that's also not being shared, bro, um, is that like if you look at like the timeline of everything, like from the early 1900s to where we are right now. Yes, things might seem like they're fucking crazy and things are going crazy, but there has been like an immeasurable amount of progress that's been made throughout humanity. Things have gotten so much better. Is there still more room for progress? Is there still things that we need to work on? Of course, it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be things that we need to work on, as a society, as a people, as humanity, and you know things that we can kind of focus on. But it should not go missed that we, you know, all this, all the progress that we have made too. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think that, I think that we need to commend ourselves for for all the progress that we made. And and I definitely. I definitely stand for that progress, bro. I'm on that side of things and I'm just continuously trying to um, bring about more and more progress, bro. And I know, you know, people in your line of work and people in your generation, our generation, it's just going to continuously get better, bro. And that's just, I think if uh, things continue the way that they're going, bro, you know, um, it's going to keep getting better, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's been a fun conversation with you, bro. I really enjoyed this. Likewise, man. I, likewise, I, man. I think I lost track of time here, man. It's probably <laughs> one of the more longer conversations I've had, man. And, you know, um, I really enjoyed it, man. And, you know, before we get up out of here, bro, because I don't want to take too much of your dishes, your day off, and I want you to be able to enjoy yourself, you know, get something to eat, you know, just relax, do what you got to do. I really appreciate you spending some time. But um, is there anything that you wanted to talk about before we get up out of here, bro, before we sign off?
1: Um, touching back on mental health, I like really want to tell anybody that's listening out there that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Like we need to normalize that in society, especially as men. They like we're, you know, we're upheld to this on this pedestal where we need to be the rock and a solid foundation, which I mean, everyone is striving for that. You know what I mean? But it's okay not to be at that level yet. I mean, you can't keep like stressing yourself out and putting so much pressure on yourself to um, be someone you're not, or like to reach a goal that you know may not be like in sight yet. But you know, if you keep working at it, and if you give yourself the 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 grace and like the the patience to um, achieve that goal, like you, you you'll you'll meet it. You'll you'll get there one day. But um, I want to say creating that dialogue with people who are open to it is super important, important. Building a community and having that, you know, person or your brother or sister, whoever you feel comfortable talking to is really important. I wanna say, um, I personally have been seeing a therapist and I think that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, being able to um, be vulnerable, I think as men is really important. You know, you know, fuck that bullshit about people telling you, um, now you can't, you can't express yourself, you can't uh, feel a certain way. It's, it's not healthy, man. It, it's super toxic. I know it's a, it's a very um, misused word sometimes, but I, th- I really think it's, it's toxic to just hold all your emotions in. And I think a lot of these things happening during the pandemic is because we're not able to, you know, talk to each other about, um, you know, these, these very touchy topics um, you know, people need help. People need to talk to people like other people. We need to be social. And it just sucks that we're in the, in um, the midst of a pandemic where, you know, social um, interaction isn't, um, is like frowned upon. Um, but I think there are a bunch of resources out there. Um, shit, if anyone needs to talk to me, like I'm a resource, um, just because I've had that experience of like not being able to reach out to other people because of, Um, my own internal like conflicts and my own um, like perceived notions on like what society wants me to be like but I think being able to breach through that um, that shell that I've created for myself has definitely led to the most growth I've ever experienced in my life and that goes not only for like my personal life but that goes for like work like feeling like I'm not smart not smart enough to accomplish um, something through my education or taking a test like and if you were just to mute out all that bullshit and self-doubt like you can accomplish anything man like um i know i'm a work in progress i've actually uh, talked to a um a physician assistant recently about self-doubt and she basically told me you know self-doubt is normal like it's a normal thing that people feel and honestly if you feel you know, you're, that you're too confident and you don't have self-doubt, then medicine is the wrong field for you. It's okay to have self-doubt. It's okay to be able to, you know, ask questions about something you don't know. Like, you're not going to fucking know everything. You're not a walking, like, fucking library. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to ask questions. And I, I think as a 27 year old man, like I'm continuing to ask like questions about everything. And I I think it's just super important to just mute out the bullshit and just be able to be vulnerable and, you know, humble, be be humble, you know, humble yourself and just, um, you know, continue to learn. Like you said, like you're, you're forever like a student in this game. And um, that's the kind of like life I want to live by too.
0: Hey, man, that was honestly, that was awesome, bro. Very well said. And you touched on so many different things that I can honestly just continue to go on a tangent on, bro. Yeah, and, man. Uh, You know what, man? <laughs> like that, that, that is so inspiring, bro, honestly. And it's just, um, I absolutely agree wholeheartedly that we need to continue to have discussions around normalizing certain things, especially in, you know, for men, you know, um, to eliminate toxicity, bro. And, um, you know, it's, it's all part of the, the, evolution and the process of you know progress you know what i'm saying like it's it's a lot of people i used to be very much a proponent of like i'm sorry i used to be very much against change you know i used to fight change bro and you know one thing you learn as you get older um or just as you get more mature bro is that like change is inevitable and you know if you try to fight change it's a losing battle every single time you you might as well embrace it and you might as well, you know um, look at things from a progressive standpoint, like um, you've clearly chosen to do. And I've clearly chosen to do. And I think that, you know, with, with being open to progress, being open to change, being open to growth is some of the best things that you can do for yourself, man, continuously learning, having dialogue and, um, you know, creating these communities, as you refer to, bro, um, to be able to just like normalize certain things that have been stigmatized for so long, bro. Especially not a, not only as men, but you know, Filipino men, you know, yep. and, and just like our culture in general, bro. Like we've, um, you know, we've pedestalized a lot of different things, bro, that are somewhat unachievable for a lot of people, bro. And you know, it makes you your level of worthiness like drop and you know, it's, it's unfortunate because what that does, it, it, it makes you feel like you're useless, you're helpless, or like you have no value, which is absolutely yeah. not the case. If you're alive and you're breathing right now, I believe you are here for a reason, a bigger reason than you can even explain. And I just encourage you to, you know, dig deep within yourself, go inward and figure out what that is for you and yeah. live your life through that, um, through that purpose, through that um reason for you being here. And you know, um this conversation honestly has been really, really uh awesome, enlightening. And I, I look forward to having many more conversations with you, bro. It's been a uh, yeah man real cool bro. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to get you on here uh more often bro if you if you got some time if you're if you're welcome to doing that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah definitely um I didn't mention this in the in the show earlier but um I'm actually um planning on going on another trip this coming, uh, this coming July, mid-July. Um, I might be going out to um, Honduras Ooh. for about uh, nine days. So depending on the social climate out there um, and like all things COVID related, um, we'll see if it like goes through. Yeah. I know like, I know out in Honduras right now, I'm not too sure if they're able to get vaccines or I don't know what their case is right now, um, but we'll see. If uh, that goes through.
0: Okay, man, that's awesome, bro. So I know you always going to have some things cooking up, bro. And that's, that's amazing work that you're doing. And, you know, again, I truly appreciate it. If you haven't felt that, that sense of appreciation from anybody that, that, you know, that you've been working with recently, man, let this serve as a a great sense of appreciation for, for what it is that you do. I'm very proud of you, man. I'm very happy for you that you are, you know, such a smart young dude that's really immersed yourself in in your line of work and you've made it your mission to help other people because something I'll share with you right now before we get up out of here is that something I've learned um, you know um, that's important in life bro before our time is up you got to understand like the importance of being in service of other people you know a lot of people are not doing that bro and you know we're not we're, we're only looking out for ourselves and there's not enough people you know, looking out for each other, you know what I'm saying? And when it gets that way, uh, it becomes divisive, it becomes toxic, it becomes negative, it becomes dangerous. And, you know, we need more people that are doing what you're doing, you know, that are choosing to do that work and stand alongside all the other people. And you're, as you continue to progress, bro, you're going to find more and more people that are doing that stuff, bro, that are conscious of like the work that you're doing for other people. And like, i am clearly stated plenty of times in this conversation as you develop yourself as you fill your cup you're going to be able to help more and more people so make sure you're taking care of yourself bro you're you know studying up on game you know um remaining a student keeping an open mind you know focusing on your strengths you know, don't focus on your weaknesses, bro. Cause we all got weaknesses, bro. Like I wouldn't even like worry about certain areas that like, you feel like, oh, I wish I could be better on that. Like keep focusing on your strengths. And then, you know, once you've kind of met, ma- it's like, what I've also learned too, Adrian, bro, is that, you know, evolution and growth is all a process of self-mastery. It's just mastering all all of yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mastering where yeah. you feel like, mastering where you feel like, You're not, um, you know, where where you feel like you lose control sometimes. Like for myself, like I'm I'm a pretty temperamental person, or I used to be. I don't want to admit that I am no more because it's something that I'm working on. And if I say I am a temperamental person, that means I'm basically confessing that I am a temperamental person. I used to be a very temperamental person. I'm very much working on that right now. And it's a continual process. And it's something, it's an area where I know I can be better at. And I'm challenging myself to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, take it easy on yourself, that same compassion that you have with your people that, that, that you work with and that you're working for, make sure that you're exercising that same self-compassion within yourself, bro. Understand that you're, you're giving it your best every single fucking day. And, you know, that's all you can do and make sure you're taking care of yourself, bro. Because what I said earlier, bro, is super important, bro you know, it's not sustainable to just like continuously go balls to the wall type shit, bro. You've got to yep. be able to take care of yourself, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, Yeah. You know. I,
1: yeah. I went the hard way, man. Um, for those that don't know, I was just like pushing myself every day um, from like 4 a.m. to like 10 p.m. every night. But um, I think it's something I, I'm definitely practicing um, better habits with. So, yeah, man.
0: Excellent job, bro. Excellent job, bro. I'm, I'm very, very proud of the work that you're doing, bro. And, you know, again, let's uh let's make sure that we don't let enough time go by before we catch up on and do this stuff again, because I'm pretty – I'm damn sure that anybody who listens to this episode is going to gain a lot, and they're definitely going to want to keep up with your progress, bro. So thank you again for spending your time here, bro, and uh, I look forward Good to pleasure, man. you back on the line again, brother. Right on, bro. All right, Adrian.
1: All right, deuces, man.
0: Yes, sir. Be smooth, bro. we